0: Hey, everyone. I'm Don Cameron with Price Modern, and this is the designer's studio. We are in our nation's capital at Hayworth's beautiful downtown DC showroom. And my guest today is Rhea Vafleur, Associate Principal and Director of Lifestyle for Hickok Cole. Rhea, welcome to the studio.
1: Thank you. It's so nice to be here.
0: So I, I talk to a lot of designers and often I hear I always knew I wanted to be a designer. Ever since I was a child, I played with Legos, and it's what I always wanted to do. That may be true for you, but that's not where you started. You, you started on what might be the polar opposite end of design, political science.
1: Yes, absolutely. Actually, when I was a kid, I wanted to be Secretary of State. Of course. Of course. So um, I started in political science. I have a triple major in political science, Spanish international relations in undergrad. And then I ended up in D.C. because I always say people come here either to rule the world or save the world. I wanted to save the world. And so I got a um, master's degree in international development with a concentration in Chinese economics. And then I started to work, um, and I worked in international advocacy and lobbying for a little bit, and then I had a quarter-life crisis. <laughs> and, a
0: quarter-life crisis. Yeah, a
1: quarter-life crisis, and that brought me... It's good to, to get it
0: out of the way early. Yes,
1: absolutely. It was a little bit later than the quarter-life. I was probably a little closer to 28, but, you know, still... In and so well. how
0: does that happen? What you're, you're deep into political science, international relations, and what what made the design light bulb go off?
1: So even though I was in political science and I I had that triple major, so I've always been always interested in the arts too. Like when I was growing up as a kid, I did um, violin, I did classical ballet. um, I was always in the arts as well. And so even though I was on this track for like a policy, very kind of serious career, for my spare time, I decided to audit classes um, in graphic design at GW, which was my alma mater for uh, my political science degrees and my master's degrees. And one day, one of my professors like pulled me aside, because we were night classes. And he's like, I don't know what you do during the day, but have you thought about doing this as a career? And that kind of started all of it. And even when I was, I remember during my job, I. Was in Kuala Lumpur, and I was talking to the architect who had designed the Petronas Towers, and we were at a cocktail party. It was like all full of bankers and like suits and all of this stuff. And I'm talking to this guy, and he's like, "Why are you with these people? Like, we're talking about architecture, design. And was like, You sound like an architect, and that put me in the quarterly crisis as well. So then. I quit my job, much to my parents' chagrin, (laughs) and decided to go back to school and get a master's degree in interior design. So
0: that's a big step. So quit your job before being enrolled?
1: Yep, quit my job before. Wow, just said,
0: this is it, I'm gonna do this.
1: well, Well, I did a little bit of an exploration. I did like a six month kind of, am I going to architecture school or am I going to do some other kind of design? And actually, I landed in interior design because um, ultimately, one of the reasons why I love politics is because politics is about, to me, affecting, you know, you're interested in affecting how people interact with the world. And when I was studying all of these design arts, because I did graphic design, I would audit class, I went to UPenn and sat in on some of the classes, and I very (laughs) rapidly saw that. I already know all this stuff because I went to political science classes and they're talking about power and Derrida and I was like, if I wanted to do that, I would get a PhD in political science. But when I went to interior design, what I really loved was that there was this interaction, this very human-centric focus, and that it was really focused on how people interact with space, how people interact with each other. And to me, there's a power in that and there's a beauty in that. And I was really drawn to that.
0: And and that's it. So the human centric uh, piece of that, you said to me um, that one of the things you love about design too is that you imagine the stories that will take place in the space.
1: Yeah, I I really approach design almost as world building. Um, I really one of my other kind of passions is I really love kind of fantasy, science fiction, those kinds of worlds, and I think of design also as world building. And to have a great world, you also have to have different stories and then looking at the people who are going to be in those spaces. And I always, I always say when I'm talking to people like on my project teams, um, I always say it always starts with people. And we think about the muses or the icons or the heroes that we're going to have. And then we start with a concept from that. It's a little different from what you learn in design school. They're always like the concept, the party, like all of that stuff. And I always say it always starts with people. really important to me. I think
0: that's the appropriate place to start. And so tell me about the tree houses.
1: The tree houses. (laughs) So there's a a tree house competition that I did. Um, So it was really interesting when I was working at a firm that is no longer in the city anymore. They have a different name now. Um, There was a competition, a client came and a woman, and she said, I'd love to, I have this beautiful oak tree in my backyard. I'd love to design a tree house. And I'd like to have a competition because I know how talented this group of architects and designers are. And it was really fun. It was like kind of a group skill building thing. And I paired up with another woman who was another designer and we won. And she said, the reason you guys won, not only is a beautiful design, but you were the only ones that did not hurt the tree. Huh. Like we had built our structure around the tree trunk and then created this like multi-tiered level. She's like, every other single person used the tree as structure, which would basically kill it. But you looked at it and like looked at, we even created skylights so that if you were a kid and you were inside it, you were like looking up into so, the branches and stuff. Right. She's like, you guys were the only ones who thought about that. And she's like, maybe it's because you're women. <laughs> I don't know. But but it was, that was really fun to, you know, work on the treehouse in that way.
0: It sounds fun. Yeah. So, OK, this is Designer Studio. We ask you mm-hmm. five questions, yeah. the same five questions that we ask mm-hmm. every designer. Uh, and I wonder now if maybe you've just given away the answer to one of them, but we'll find out. Uh, and so we're going to go into the five. Okay. And I'll start with our first easy question. Mm-hmm. What is your least favorite color to use on any project?
1: So I thought about that. I don't have a least favorite color because I don't know like for me color has a very um emotion I have a very like emotional response to it like you remember when you're a kid and you get your new box of crayons like the 152 color one and you open it and it has that smell and when I think about that and I think about colors like every color has possibility so I can't say I have a least favorite one.
0: Okay, that's yeah. good for a designer to say. <laughs> um, and how about material? Is there a least favorite material? I
1: do have a least favorite material, I have to say vinyl. Um, I, I think because of one thing is I really love genuine things mm. and also this the sustainability aspect of it, it leaches a lot of chemicals into the environment. And so I know that people are working on other ways to do those kind of formulations, because I do think it's important to have a vegan option for you know For different materials. For materials. And I truly believe we can get there. Yeah. I, I'm thinking if we can put people on the moon and we can go to Mars, we can figure out some other kind of material that doesn't hurt the Earth.
0: Sure, we need to, <laughs> yes. perhaps. And, okay, so your greatest design influence, who was your greatest design influence uh, as you got into design, or maybe early
1: on? So my greatest design influence is not a architecture designer but an animation artist, Hayao Miyazaki. Um, So he's the head of Studio Ghibli, or he was, he retired. Um, And he did Princess Mononoke, Spirited Away, like there's all of these amazing anime and animated films and I often look at them and like I just love the stories of them. There's, he always has like a strong female protagonist. Um, He always has this like environmental thread and talks about like pacifism in the stories and the world building he does is amazing. And then also like the color palettes and just like the richness of those worlds. So sometimes when I'm stuck on something, Mm. I will just go onto YouTube and like watch like a couple of episodes of of one of his movies and and think about it. And it puts me in a a good place, not that I'm, it just puts me in a good creative place because like to do film I think is a really different kind of design but the world building is so complex even more than what we do
0: yes i agree and and you have a background in drawing or or you drew Mm -hmm. when you were younger and still draw yes and so do you draw anime
1: i don't draw anime i do well because i would say like okay I do like do the little tutorials, so you can do like all the cute eyes and like the little emoji stuff. But I don't draw anime. Um, Actually, my brother is a really gifted illustrator, and I am just more of an admirer of anime and manga. I would say that.
0: All right. So, uh, what is your what's your favorite piece of architecture design that you've seen?
1: So that was that was um, easy to think about. It was the one that started it all in some ways for me. It was when I was twelve, my parents sent me to France to be to live with a family for the summer, and I remember, you know, we're doing like all of our tourist stuff with this family, and we walked into the Centre Pompidou, um, the museum that Renzo Piano and Richard Rogers designed, and I was like literally floored.
0: At what age again? Twelve. Wow,
1: And I saw this place and I said, you know, it's just such an exuberant building. It has like all the armature on the outside and it has like the red escalator coming down. And but the thing to me was that how people interacted with the building, like even though it was a museum, it wasn't serious. Mm -hmm. And there were like street performers and buskers and, you know, teenagers drinking wine. I mean, it's France (laughs) Um, (laughs) and then little kids like myself and like everyone's like having so much fun. And even though at that time I didn't consciously think about, oh, I want to be like in designer architecture, that image and that experience has always stayed with me. And I think that really kind of informs the way that I approach a lot of things, because I always think about, again, people, and like I love bringing some aspect of joy into our projects whenever possible. Um, I really love big oversized games. <laughs> like that's, I think that's one thing. When actually I got to work with Price Modern on the wharf, we right. did a lot of designs that were like gigantic battleship right. and Jenga and like Scrabble. And to me, that is really fun to see people like interact with each other, interact with the environment in a way that's more playful. Because so, there's so much stuff that's like serious, especially in this city.
0: Well, I think it says a lot about you too that at 12, you enjoyed a museum, but also were able to really see all of that at one time and, you know, the people and the interaction. And and so uh, last question, if you could design anything, what would you design?
1: So that one I thought about, and honestly, I think this goes back to like my political DNA is I would design a global society where everyone could have like creativity, liberation, joy, and be seen for who they are. Like, that's what I would design.
0: I've noticed that your goals are set pretty high. Secretary of State, Global (laughs) Society, I'm
1: picking up a theme here,
0: picking up a theme here. And uh, you know, that's amazing. And obviously to pivot your life and, and do what you've done, I'm pretty sure that you would be able to achieve any of those. And so we really appreciate you being here. Uh, Thank it's you. It was super pleasure. fun to you here. Come back.
1: Come back. Yeah, totally. we we'll would love to. It's a beautiful place, beautiful people.
0: And if you would like to work with Rhea, please find her at HickokCole.com. And of course, you can find us at PriceMonitor.com. Check out all of our episodes on our YouTube channel. And we'll see you next time right here on the Designer Studio.